Judges chapter 16, verses 4 through 31. You can find it on page 399 of your pew Bibles. 399. <coughs> Judges 16, verses 4 through 31. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how, he can and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Samson answered her, If anyone ties me with seven fresh thongs that have not been dried, I will become as weak as any other man. Then the rulers of the Philistines brought her seven fresh thongs that had not been dried, and she tied him with them. With men hidden in the room, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the thongs as easily as a piece of string snaps when it comes close to a flame. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Then Delilah said to Samson, You have made a fool of me. You lied to me. Come now, tell me how you can be tied. He said, If anyone ties me securely with new ropes that have never been used, I'll become as weak as any other man. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him with them. Then with men hidden in the room, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the ropes off his arms as if they were threads. Delilah then said to Samson, Until now you have been making a fool of me and lying to me. Tell me how you can be tied. He replied, If you weave the seven braids of my head into the fabric on the loom and tighten it with, a, with the pin, I'll become as weak as any other man. So while he was sleeping, Delilah took the seven braids of his head, wove them into the fabric, and tightened it with the pin. Again, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and pulled the pin and the loom with the fabric. Then she said to them, How can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was tired to death. So he, so he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite set apart to God since birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, Come back once more. He has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. Having put him to sleep on her lap, she called a man to shave off the seven braids of his hair, and so began to subdue him, and his strength left him. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza. Binding him with bronze shackles, they set him to grinding in prison. But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. 
Now the rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to celebrate, saying, Our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. When the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, Our God has delivered our enemy into our hands, the one who laid waste our land and multiplied our slain. While they were in high spirits, they shouted, Bring out Samson to entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison, and he performed for them. When they, when they stood him among the pillars, Samson said to the servant who held his hand, Put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple, so I may lean against them. Now the temple was crowded with men and women. All the rulers of the Philistines were there. And on the roof were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, O sovereign Lord, remember me. O God, please strengthen me just once more. And let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood. Bracing himself against them, his right hand on one and his left hand on the other, Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might, and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when, it, when he died than while he lived. Then his brothers and his father's whole family went down to get him. They brought him back and buried him before Zor, between Zorah and Eshtel in the tomb of Manoah his father. He had led Israel 20 years. Thus ends our reading of God's sufficient word. May all who hear it find their strength in the Lord. Well, tomorrow begins our VBS, and our theme for this year is the carnival. And what good is a carnival unless you have some amazing attractions? And one thing that always draws a crowd is a strong man. One of the strongest men that, that ever lived was Samson. This was a man who, who faced down a lion and tore it to pieces. He, he, could, he could fight a thousand men in battle and come away victorious. In fact, he, he once ripped off the doors of a city gate, each of which would have weighed roughly 400 pounds. He then carried both roughly 40 miles to the top of a hill. To state it simply, Samson was a very strong man. Now, Samson was what was known as a judge over Israel. Today, when we, when we think of a judge, we think of a man in a black robe with a gavel ruling in a courtroom. However, while the, while the ancient judges of Israel did settle disputes among the people, that wasn't all they did. You see, a judge was a ruler appointed by God to rescue his people. They were military leaders, mighty warriors who brought victory to the land. Now, in order to understand Samson, you'll need a little more background to his story. We need to first talk about Joshua. Joshua was essentially the first judge over Israel as they conquered the land of Canaan. He was a great military leader, a man who loved his people dearly and loved God more. But after Joshua died, 
For the next 300 years, we see a, a pattern of sin followed by repentance among the people. And here's how it went down. Israel would rebel against God. A foreign nation would oppress the people. The people would cry out to God for help. God would raise up a judge to rescue them. They would experience a period of peace, and then the cycle would repeat. But this wasn't just a, a normal cycle, but rather it was a downward spiral. You see, the sins of the people increased, and the judges that God would send became more and more corrupt. For example, when you think of Joshua, you see that fearless leader, one who stood at the front of the battle line. Well, if you go a little further down the line, you come to Gideon, a, a, a fearful man who needed to test God and test him in order to find his courage. And now we come to Samson, the last judge, a man who, who seemed to have no interest whatsoever in rescuing his people. Instead, he, he lived a sinful life looking to please himself. And yet, God chose this man to deliver Israel from the oppression of the Philistines. Another thing you need to know about Samson was that he was raised as a Nazarite. What is a Nazarite? A Nazarite is a person who, who for a time will make a special vow to God. Along with obeying all the other commands of, of the Lord, they would make a particular agreement with God, abstaining from three things. One, they would refrain from drinking any alcohol. Two, they would refrain from going near any dead body. And three, they would refrain from using a razor upon their head. Because of Samson's unique calling, he was under a lifetime Nazarite vow. However, he wasn't a very committed Nazarite, nor was he particularly obedient to many of God's other commands as well. For instance, when he, when he saw delicious honey inside the carcass of a dead lion, he did not hesitate to eat some, breaking one of his three Nazarite vows right there. And, or there was that time when, when he saw a beautiful Philistine woman and fell, fell in love with her. And he brought dishonor to his parents by marrying outside of God's covenant community. Later in life, he, he disobeyed again by sleeping with a prostitute. And in our story for today, we, we see that same desire to have a beautiful woman. Samson fell in love with Delilah, another Philistine. You see, Samson was driven by the lust of his eyes. If he saw something he wanted, he just took it, unconcerned about the, about the consequences. Even so, God... God used these wicked desires to bring about deliverance for his people. What, what Samson meant for his own selfish gain, God meant for good. Which brings us to our story for today. Look again at Judges 16, verses 4 through 6. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. 
the, the rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Samson had fallen in love with, an, with another Philistine woman, yet this, this woman did not love Samson back. You see, the name Delilah means flirtatious. And true to her name, she was very manipul- manipulative. When enticed with, with riches, she schemed on how to betray Samson. Of course, Samson did not reveal to her his, his Nazarite vow, at least... Not right away. Instead, he he toyed with Delilah. Three times, making up a a creative tale on how he could become bound and weak. The first of which was was by tying him up with seven fresh thongs or bowstrings that had not been dried. These thongs would have been made from animal sinew. And so as they dried, they would have tightened around Samson's flesh. Well, Delilah tested this theory out, and as Samson slept, she bound him up and had men hidden in the room. She then called out, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But Samson easily snapped the strings as he he awoke. Well, you can guess that Delilah was not very pleased with her man, and and she nagged him to tell him the truth. Two more times, Samson concocted a new lie to fool Delilah. And each time, Samson easily escaped from Delilah's trap. Well, this had to be very frustrating for her. But but Delilah was a determined lady. And so we read this in verses 15 through 17. Then she said to them, How can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was tired to death. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite set apart to God since birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why would Samson do such a thing? Wouldn't he have known that that Delilah would betray him? Not exactly. You see, Samson had no clue that there were men hidden in his room. To him, this was just her way of, of testing him to see if he truly did love her. Plus, Samson may have had some doubts of his own. Did he truly believe that his strength came from his Nazarite vow? After all, he had broken the vow before when he ate honey from the dead lion, and he suffered no ill effects then. Maybe it wasn't God who who gave him this great strength. Perhaps he was just that strong. Let's see what happened next. Verse 18. When Delilah saw that he told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines. 
Come back once more. He has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with silver in their hands. Having put him to sleep on her lap, she called a man to shave off the seven braids of his, of his hair. And so began to subdue him, and his strength left him. His Nazarite vow had been broken, and his strength left him. Verse 20. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. He thought he would be able to shake himself free. You see, he did not believe that, that his strength came from God. He did not know that the Lord had left him. Dear friends, Samson is not the only one who has been gifted by God. How often do you take for granted your own abilities? You may think that you are this self-made man or this self-made woman, but that is just not true. You are a created being. And as such, any strength that you possess has been granted to you by God. Are you athletic? Praise God. Are you intelligent? Praise God. Are you a, are you a great communicator? Praise God. The question is, are you using your gift to help your fellow man and to bring glory to God? Or are you like Samson, only looking out for number one? You see, Samson is, is like a, a gifted surgeon who is in it for the money. Sure, he, he helps out a lot of people through his work, but that's not why he does what he does. For this surgeon, it is a love of money that motivates him. For Samson, he, he routed the Philistines in order to satisfy the, the, the pleasure of his own appetite. The lust of the eyes was Samson's undoing. You see, Samson had, had put his love for Delilah over and above his love for God. And so he told her about his Nazarite vow. And in verse 21, we, we see God justly dealing with him. Look at verse 21. Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza, binding him with bronze shackles. They set him to grinding in the prison. At that time, it was typical for a nation to humiliate a captured king or leader of an enemy. And they would oft, often do this through some sort of maiming. This is why we see the gouging of Samson's eyes. You see, they, they didn't want to kill the man. Instead, they wanted to humiliate him. And so they, they sent, him, sent him to work doing the job of a pack animal. 
Sure, it was uh, the Philistines who did this to Samson, but, but knowing about his struggles with the lust of his eyes, it, it makes one wonder if God was really the one behind this particular torture. This may have been the, the Lord's way of finally humbling this strong man. Look with me at Matthew 5, verse 29. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Is it possible that Jesus had Samson in mind when he, when he said these words? You see, it was for Samson's good that he lost his eyes. Often, God will take away your idols in order to draw you to him. The Lord knew exactly what would humble this man. And then we read this in verse 22. But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Here we see that, that God was not quite done with Samson yet. You see, a Nazarite vow can be renewed. And so as, as these Philistines rejoiced in the capture of their greatest enemy, Samson was learning what a true Nazarite vow looked like. Of course, the Philistines had to have their fun. And so, and so they, they praised their god Dagon, believing that he was the one who had delivered Samson over to them. And they gathered in, in Dagon's temple, more than 3,000 of them. Then they brought Samson out and put him on display in order to mock and ridicule him. And yet, in verse 26, we read this. Samson said to the servant who held his hand, Put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple, so that, so that I may lean against them. Now the temple was crowded with men and women. All the rulers of the Philistines were there, and on the roof were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, O sovereign Lord, remember me. O God, Please strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Here we see a humbled man. Though he was now blind, he was a man who, who finally saw the follies of his ways. His hair had grown back and he renewed his Nazarite vow through a wonderful prayer. It's hard to see it in the English, but, but Samson invoked the three most common names for God in the Hebrew language, Yahweh, Adonai, and Elohim, demonstrating honor to his God. And Samson had now fully understood that, that, that his strength was never his own, but it had always come from God. And so he asked, please strengthen me just once more. 
Verse 29. Then Samson reached toward the two central pillars of which the temple stood, bracing himself against him, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might, and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than while he lived. With his arms stretched out, and with one final prayer, deliverance came to the Jews. The enemy was destroyed, and the oppression over Israel was relieved because of the sacrifice of one man many were set free the downward spiral was complete and the era of the judges was over and what the story of Samson communicates is that it, it is not through strength of men that salvation comes but by the power of God. Though physically Samson had, had great strength, and in many ways he was the weakest of all the judges. He never led an army of men. He never even seemed to want to lead his people. He was a, a selfish man with, with many flaws. And yet, God was, to, was able to deliver his people through this single cracked vessel. It is through Samson that, that you finally see that, that Yahweh has been the one rescuing them this whole time. But God did not forget his strong man. And at the end of the day, we see Samson, that Samson finally, Samson's family came and gathered his body. They, they buried him in the tomb of his father, indicating hope of his future resurrection. Unless we think Samson was just an utter train wreck, I want to refer you back to our first scripture reading that Joni read in Hebrews 11, verses 32 through 38. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and floggings, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. Samson is included in the great hall of faith. And these are the things he did. He conquered a kingdom. He administered justice. He shut the mouth of at least one lion. He escaped the edge of the sword. His weakness was turned into a strength. 
He was powerful in battle. He routed foreign armies. He was tortured. He faced jeers and floggings. He was chained and put in prison. He was persecuted and mistreated. And he did all of this through faith. And the world was not worthy of him. Yes, he was flawed. Yes, he was a sinful, sinful man. But he was God's chosen man. And he was forgiven through repentant faith. But more importantly, Samson points you to a stronger man. Another lone person who rescued his people without an army. Just as Samson was betrayed for shekels of silver, so too Jesus was betrayed for a bag of silver. Just as Samson's arms were spread wide in his victory, so too Jesus' arms were stretched out upon that cross. Just as Samson gave up his life to save his people, Jesus willingly died for you to deliver you from your sins. Yet unlike Samson, Jesus' salvation is eternal. Samson gave to his people 20 years of rest, but, but Jesus gives to you an everlasting peace. And any who repent and have faith in him will be saved. They will find strength in their weakness. Turn from your sins and trust in Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the life of Samson, a man of great faith, a, a strong man who, who points us to your son, a man who, who teaches us that, that our strength comes from you alone. Fill us now with your Holy Spirit, the source of our, our power. And may our blind eyes be open to the truth that, that is Jesus, the, the strongest man who died for our sins and rose from the dead three days later. We pray this in his name. Amen.